What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. A Dear Media original podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by BetterHelp. I am such an advocate for therapy. It has truly changed my life. And also, I use so many themes in my practice and in this show that have to do with skills that you learn in therapy, whether it is self-knowledge or self-compassion or understanding your triggers, what makes you tick and not so that they never trip you up, so that they can trip you up less and you can kind of sidestep them and and understand how to help yourself out better in the future. And I just think it's so important, but it is also really hard to find a therapist. I think that everyone loves their therapist. And then when it comes time to actually getting one, it's hard to actually like find the right person. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it is designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a very brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. But here's the thing that I love the most. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. And I think that that's really important because they really want you to find someone that is the right fit for you. There are a ton of therapists out there that are great for other people, but like you really want that to be a relationship that is incredibly meaningful and incredibly helpful. So I love that they know that and let you switch until you find the right one for you. One of the things I think therapy really helps is getting out of negative thought loops, which is so important just overall for mental health. And also in my practice, it is something that we work on. And I think that that is so important. So get a break from those unhelpful thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash instincts today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash instincts. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. Today, I'm so excited to introduce our guest, Mia Funt. She is the founder of ByHeart, which is an amazing formula company, and it's really close to my heart. So I'm really, really excited to talk today. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I've thought about this a lot because of my own personal journey with breastfeeding. I had a really positive one, but Oliver, my son, was born three weeks early. 
And right in the hospital, he had a hard time latching on. And there was this moment where he was really, really tiny and he needed to get food in him. And it was this thing of like, am I going to be able to do this? Does he need something in the interim? And I actually, I was so upset because I didn't like the option in the hospital. And I sent Oliver's dad out on like basically a wild goose chase trying to find like weird European formula. Like basically it felt like a guy with like a truck of like European formula. And the reality was that I ended up being able to do it. But I think for me, having something at home, having something even in the hospital would have been mental health for me. Like that would have been really helpful to me. And I think about my friends and I think about my friends who have, you know, either chosen for whatever reason not to breastfeed or people who just can't for whatever reason, or it's not healthy to for whatever reason. And I think about this idea of having a really high quality option on hand, being mental health for mothers and families, all kinds of families. So I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying that we just want to have choices. I have three kids and with every baby, my feeding journey was completely different. And I did a mix. I always say I fed like buffet style, (laughs) breastfeeding, pumping, formula feeding, but every time it was different. And I felt insecure about my formula choices at the beginning. And, you know, that's like what By Heart's all about, like giving parents choices they can feel good about and helping them go into parenthood prepared for whatever it brings. So that's what we had to do everything we could to create the best possible formula so that you can feel confident with that choice if that's what you you choose to do. So here's my question. So why... Why up until like basically you guys came on, was there no acceptable really American? I shouldn't say that because whatever you choose, I actually know a ton of people who, for whatever reason, their babies, the only thing that works for them is like the really kind of hospital grade stuff. And that's what they do. And that's what works for them. Like there, there have been people who've done that. But I know a lot of people, especially in my community, where up until now, it was really like, if you were going to get formula, you wanted to go basically import it. So why, what's the issue? What's, what's the issue with the American formulas? Why are, why are there bad things in there? Can you walk us through that? Sure. So, you know, I think it's so obvious to all parents that the formula category just had to do better for babies and for parents. Like I understood that my brother and co-founder understood that so clearly from day one. But what we learned just within days of this journey was that it's really hard to innovate in the infant formula category. And it actually makes sense why. This is the most important food for the most vulnerable, important people, right? Our babies. And in order to truly create a new and better formula, there are so many steps required. You know, it took us five years to be able to launch our formula because we were committed to truly innovating. We, when we started, there were only three companies that owned 90% of the market and they had done so forever. Before us, there were only, it, it, 
there hadn't been a new manufacturer in 15 years. And so it took us five years because we were committed to innovation, which meant that we had to build an infant formula completely from scratch together with global leaders in pediatric nutrition and breast milk researchers. And we had to do clinical trials. We had to get FDA registered. We had to buy our own facilities. It is a really intensive process. And especially in the U.S., it's it's so highly regulated. I mean, this is the most highly regulated food in the world. So if you're going to if you're going to enter truly innovate, it is a very long process. Now you can get onto the market by just going to a contract manufacturer and kind of white labeling what's been on the market, but then it's the same product over and over. And that's been the problem, that that's the way to get onto the market really quickly. We decided to kind of take the path, path less travel because we were committed to doing everything we could to truly creating the best nutrition for babies. I love that. I love that. And that is really interesting, the road there. But I am really curious to know, and I think people are really curious to know what is different, like in terms of without scaring people, because this this show, I really try and educate without freaking people out because, you know, there is weird stuff in the food and there's weird stuff in the soil and there's stuff that, you know, in theory we could focus on so heavily. But what is it? What should we be looking out for? What is it about by heart? What are you really passionate about that like are things that should or should not be in infant formula that you find that you guys have done really well? Yeah. So, you know, as a parent, like I know that this is baby's first food and it sets the whole foundation for your baby's health. And so you don't want to have to make compromises. And today parents go and they look at the shelf and you see what seems like a million options, but no matter what I pulled off the shelf, it felt like I was making a trade-off like, oh, I need the one that's easy to digest. Oh wait, but the first ingredient is corn syrup Mm -hmm. or I want the one for my to support my baby's immune system. But wait, what about this one for brain development? And so um, the issue is that what we're seeing is that many companies are kind of throwing in one ingredient and mm. it becomes their like new product or new innovation. And mm. so there are a million SKUs, but parents don't feel like they know what to choose. What we did was we really focused on breast milk science, right? We know so much more about breast milk than ever before. Breast milk science has advanced so Mm. rapidly, but the products haven't kept up. And so we spent five years taking that leading breast milk research and creating a formula that truly gets the closest to breast milk. So for example, we created this patented protein blend that has the two most abundant proteins in breast milk. And we put them in our formula because what we learned was that actually the protein in our formula today and the protein in breast milk is completely different. Mm. And so we had to source new ingredients and create this blend um, that's really the closest thing to breast milk. And it supports the immune system and the gut and and digestion and has all these really important outcomes for baby. The other thing is, I mean, we asked so many simple questions and the answers just didn't make sense to us. And so we understood we had to innovate. For example, why do formulas today have skim milk? Like mm. we know how healthy 
whole milk with whole healthy fats is for babies development. And so we ended up becoming the first U.S. formula with grass-fed organic whole milk. Mm. We endorsed that and get it registered for the U.S. that had never been done before. And then we uh, made the first formula that's clinically proven for easy digestion, but without all the crap you don't want in there. I love like that. That's fantastic. Soy, palm, maltodextrin. And the whole idea was like no compromises. Like I we wanted that our babies. I love that. Now, okay, so that's very exciting. And it sounds like the thing was getting it as close to breast milk as humanly possible without making any compromises, which I love and I think is really helpful. And I think if I were listening and I were kind of in that phase again, I would be like, okay, good to know. Now, here's my next question, because what happened was you guys came on the market. Everyone was obsessed with you. I know a ton of people that were just like, this is it. I'm excited. This is my formula. Then there was the whole shortage. Now, how does that even happen? Like that was baffling to me. Will you explain that like in layman's terms, what happened? And then I think that if people are listening now, how do we assure them that like, say they get their whole families hooked on this? Like, how do we know it's not going away? Yeah. So last year, the, the infant formula shortage was a national crisis. It was a food security crisis. I mean, it's unfathomable that you would not be able to find the only food your baby eats, like anywhere in your location. As I said, like there are only five manufacturers of formula in this country, and they are responsible for feeding our babies. Insane. Unfortunately, one of the manufacturers that owns, you know, 40% of the market, they had to shut down one of their manufacturing facilities. And because they're such a huge player, that led to outages. And as you said, that is not something that can that should have ever happened or can ever happen again. And at that moment, we were just launching. Imagine mm. it took us five years to get to market. The moment that we finally get FDA registration, mm. we become only one of five manufacturers in this country in the midst of a shortage. So we had this incredible responsibility to just show up for parents, support them in everywhere we could, but we couldn't have possibly imagined that one of the five manufacturers would go down. And so, you know, what, what the unfortunate truth is, is that because this is so highly regulated and it's so hard to become a new manufacturer and to bring online new manufacturing facilities, it took a lot of time for all the other manufacturers, only four, to try and make enough to make up for that gap. And so we did everything we could to come together with industry, with other manufacturers, with ingredient providers, with politicians. Like we joined President Biden in a round table. We were one of five brands who joined to just discuss how do we create long-term solutions to ensure that this never happens wow. again? Wow. And the answer is like investment in infrastructure. 
and also creating a roadmap for other formula companies. Like, why don't more formula companies own their own manufacturing? Why don't more formula companies do their own clinical trials? We need to help create a roadmap for them so that we can really fortify the supply chain. And we have now brought on three new manufacturers into the infant formula space to help like fortify the industry. Great. And we will help other and help other companies do the same because we have to, to create a safe category for babies. That's amazing. And I mean, it was a true crisis. It sounds like a broken system. So obviously you guys have created more places for this to be made. There's a roadmap, all of this. Again, I remember so specifically because you guys also rolled out like, I don't know, everything was done really well and it was an amazing product. And it's a, the type of, it is the product that I would have brought to the hospital and felt really good about that. How do we, how do we let people know that that wouldn't happen again, that it's not going to just go away? Yeah, that's so important. I mean, first of all, we learned really early on that there are so many manufacturers yeah. and so we had to really start from day one yeah. investing in our own supply chain. And so we right. built the whole supply chain so that we could have not only control and oversight of every step of our manufacturing process, but then um, actually have backups in the system. So in December, we bought new facilities and we spent the last several months integrating them into our supply chain so that now we have backups so that we can make a lot more formula, have backups in the system to create a secure and reliable and safe supply chain for, for this critical food. So first of all, it's really like, our obsession with building up the supply chain. But, you know, it's not only about reliability. That's yeah. incredibly important. But it's also about ensuring that we have the best possible ingredients mm -hmm. and most innovative product. You know, we couldn't have done what we did and created the product we did had we not bought our facility before we ever even started wow. creating our recipe. Because we went out and we sourced ingredients directly from suppliers that we know and trust and sat down with and understood their practices, like, you know, their animal welfare practices, their regenerative farming practices. Mm -hmm. Like, we needed to do that. Also, you know, had we gone to a contract manufacturer and outsourced it, we wouldn't have been able to take out all those ingredients like the corn syrup and soy and palm. And so... It's about reliability, but it's also about just creating the best possible nutrition and continuing to innovate for parents. Amazing. Uh, That's amazing. So I think it's really about the control and you have to build it in order to have that kind of control. Okay, great. I think that if I were listening and I was in that position, I'd be like, okay, they got it. We're going to have the supply chain going and we have our best people on it, which I think is really nice. I think it's a really vulnerable time for obviously babies, but also for parents. I mean, listen, I think one of the reasons, aside from having a really beautiful product, that your whole message really resonated was you came out really talking about mental health and how having access to high quality, no compromises product like this really does help people feel like they got it covered and that they have the right thing to feed their babies and and they're in control of that. And I think that that's really important. I, I have gotten even more 
in a not fantastical way, but in just a trying to cross my T's way of understanding testing and testing for heavy metals and that stuff. And I think that um, I was curious if you could speak a little bit about that. And because it, it feels to me like it's kind of up to the brand to do it. Like it seems like there's not a ton of regulation. And so I like to know from brands, especially for people that I trust that I think are doing good work, how you think about it and how rigorously this is done. Yeah, you're absolutely right that a lot in this category is left up to the companies. Like there is regulations. Absolutely. It's a very highly regulated category, but it's so important, I think, to get to know your brand really intimately, like understand their values, yeah. understand practices. And something that was so important to us in, in owning our supply chain was having that oversight of every step so that our testing and our protocols that we could really like continually work to raise the standard of like quality and safety and proactive measures mm -hmm. to ensure those highest levels of safety. So for example, we work to become the first clean label project certified infant formula. We worked with them to meet their standard. For example, they test 400 contaminants, but we always go above, like we test for 700. So we work with the regulators, we work with organizations to really like meet their standards, but then always exceed them and then continually raise the bar. It's not a set it and forget it. You have to continually work to raise the bar and to collect data and do extensive testing in order to maintain the safety of, of the environment. And so you're right. It's, it's all about the industry continually raising the bar, not just meeting regulation, but fast. Yeah. I love hearing that because, you know, I think the reality is that you could kind of go two ways with it. I think there's been, so, there's so much kind of upsetting stuff that you could read about just like the environment and the soil and all of this that could make you feel really frustrated. And I think the reality is, is that if a brand is really upfront about what they're doing and you know, you can speak to someone who's in charge and who really cares about that, who is a parent and a concerned parent and wants this for their own kids and for all kids, I think that it's really important. And I think that like, I don't want to come from a distrusting place. I don't want to feel like, you know, there, we can't, we can't get it right because I do think that there are companies that are, are caring to go above and beyond. And I think it's nice to hear that reiterated because, you know, there are for every amazing company like this, I think there are companies that are just putting out, you know, bare minimum stuff. And, you know, you can pick and choose what's worth it to you ultimately. But I think a lot of us don't even know what to be looking out for. So I think it's really wonderful. Like for me hearing this, I love hearing that from you that you're going like beyond what you actually have to do. Yeah. And I think such a huge issue in this category is that we as parents haven't had any transparency or like any information about like, how is this done? And, you know, this is the most intimate 
thing. It's feeding your baby. It's one of the first decisions you make as a new parent. You come into this new role and you have to decide how to feed your baby. And it's so intimate and important. And, and yet there's been no information or like real visibility into what happens behind the scenes. And so because we have this direct relationship with our parents, like we really have this commitment to empowering them with the behind the scenes, like get to know the people behind your formula, like get to know our processes, our testing, like we want to educate you on like, you know, did you know that when we're making our formula powder, we're actually sampling every 15 minutes, like we want know these things. And so we're continually thinking of ways to like educate and empower because in the rest, in other parts of our lives, we have so much information and we can make like empowered decisions. And so we don't want to tell you what to do. We want to give you the information and then for you to feel empowered, no matter what, what you choose that you're, you're doing it from a place of, of confidence. Yeah. And I think that that is really, it's a real gift especially at the very beginning, like let's say first hours, just knowing like this is an option and there is it because I think we're drilled in that breast is best. And like, again, I breastfed my son for a very long time and had a really positive experience with it. I would have loved to have known that I could easily access this thing. And here's my question. Why up until very recently was Europe really the only place where you could get kind of the type of formula that we're talking about now? I think that there is a lot of perceptions about formulas from Europe, about ingredients. Tell me I'm wrong, by the way. What? Tell me I'm wrong, by the way, if I am, if you don't think that that's true. No, I think that, look, what we're always doing is studying the global standards. Like, what does Europe do really well? What do other parts of, you know, what do we do well in the U.S.? What are we doing well in different parts of the world? Because we need to learn from those. Like, in many cases, we sourced, you know, we source ingredients from all over the world. We get to know suppliers, you know. So in many ways, I think that European and also just like ex-US formula companies, we we get to know them more. Like we understand more about their ingredient standards. You know, they're like many of these companies have long histories in agriculture and you understand that foundation. And I just think in the US, like it's these huge companies that have been operating forever and it's like a black box. And so I just think there's so many kind of ingredient practices and standards in Europe have made us comfortable with with those formulas for good reason, you know? And so we're really, we we wanted to kind of build from scratch and then like open, you know, lift the veil. Yes, I love that. But in general, obviously you've done your own standards based on all of these things. But do you think in general up until kind of more recently that, companies like yours, which is doing really work, good work here in the U.S., there were higher standards in the in Europe for this kind of stuff. I think that there's a little bit too much like marketing around yeah. like U.S. versus Europe. Like, you know, it's about specifics. You know, we're really proud of the ingredients that we source from Europe. We're really proud of the ingredients we source from around the world. There are things that 
I think European brands and ingredient companies do really well. And, and so I understand. And the thing is that like, it's brand by brand, you know, and, and so I think that in many cases, there are European brands that have raised the standard and that's really inspiring, but I don't think that it has, that it's like only in Europe. No, of course not. And that's not at all what I'm saying. What I was saying was, I think that up until I think more recently when companies like yours came out and you were like, listen, we don't want to have these ingredients that are crappy and that we don't even want in our adult food, in our baby's food. But up until that time, which is relatively recent because my son's five and at the time there were not great options that I, I didn't know of great options. You're, you're, Yours came out, I think, right after I was in that place and I was already breastfeeding and the whole thing. But I so I felt like Europe had better standards. And then I was really excited because, I mean, the reality is, is there's something extremely terrifying about being having to ship things from another country and it's expensive and the whole thing. So to be able to get something domestically... Um, that is incredibly high quality. I I really love it was more just I was curious because I think in general, there is that expectation that sometimes Europe has set the bar for like better ingredient standards. And maybe you guys and other companies kind of are mirroring that as well. Yeah, I think it comes back to just like the US and the FDA registration process is so intense. It's the highest regulatory bar. Mm. Like the US um, getting registered in the U.S. is really an intensive process. And so it's just hard to break into the U.S. market. And that's why it's been owned by just like three big guys for so long. And I mean, people thought we were crazy when so many years before we would ever be on the market, we wanted to buy a manufacturing facility. Yeah. We wanted to course, all the ingredients ourselves. We wanted to run a nationwide clinical trial. They said like, this is crazy. And we said, well, it's the only way to create a better formula and to truly innovate. And we have to invest and we have to go all in. And this is the moment to decide, are we going all in or are we not? Because if we take the easier route, we're just going to end up with a product that's like the same stuff that's been on the market forever. And that doesn't that won't enable us to like get so much closer to breast milk, do so much better for babies. And so I I think it really comes back to just like the US was just so highly, highly like regulated. Yeah. I so I also, you know, just think that there's a misconception that every company does their own clinical trial. Learn that early on. Like this was so shocking to us. Like, wow, why don't more companies do their own clinical trials. Like we really don't want to put out marketing. We want to put out information, evidence. Like we did, we ran the largest uh, clinical trial by new brand in 25 years. We really went all in. We included a lot more babies than we had to. We studied babies for longer. We actually not only compared our formula to another formula on the market, but we also compared it to to babies who were breastfeeding so that we could actually give you real data, like real clinical data of the benefits of this formula for your baby's health. So you could actually see like, wow, these are the ways that it gets closer to breast milk. This is, you know, there's clinically proven easier digestion. There's clinically proven enhanced nutrient absorption and better growth. So I think that 
there's also just a requirement for brands to like do the hard work to empower parents with that information and real evidence. And until more brands do that, I don't think parents will feel truly confident with their formula choice because we we hear all that stuff in the hospital about all the proof of why breastfeeding is so good for your baby and it gives us such confidence and formula feeding parents deserve that too. Yeah, um, I think I think that that's the point. And I think that the reality is that as parents, I think one of the first really important lesson is listening to your gut and knowing what's best for your family, because there are a ton of different reasons to choose one or the other, and you do what works for you. And the reality is that, you know, again, this is mental health. I think having the option and knowing that it's available to you is really wonderful. I think this is great. This is something that I think that if you're like prepping for birth, it's a nice thing to have. And like, you might not even use it and then you give it to a friend. But I think knowing that you could and you had a really easy to digest option that's like doesn't have any of the gross stuff in it. Like, I think it's really, really helpful. So where can we find it? Yeah. So today you can find it at your local Target across the country. You can find it on target.com. So, you know, whether you're you're a store shopper or online shopper, it's at Target. And then we'll be relaunching our direct-to-consumer soon. So Amazing. Okay. People are going to be really excited about that. Thank you so much for coming and being here. And I feel like this was really helpful. Thank you. And thank you for just talking about like feeding and confidence in feeding as mental health. I couldn't agree more and that we all just deserve to go in feeling good. And it just starts us off on our parenthood journey, right? Those early decisions build our confidence. And we're just all about like giving you choices information so you can start off feeling good about this new amazing role as a parent. So thank you for the conversation and for everything you do to just help inform parents. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's really special. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily Today's episode is brought to us by BetterHelp. I am such an advocate for therapy. It has truly changed my life. And also I use so many themes in my practice and in this show that have to do with skills that you learn in therapy, whether it is self-knowledge or self-compassion or understanding your triggers, what makes you tick and not so that they never trip you up, so that they can trip you up less and you can kind of sidestep them and and understand how to help yourself out better in the future. And I just think it's so important, but it is also really hard to find a therapist. I think that everyone loves their therapist. And then when it comes time to actually getting one, it's hard to actually like find the right person. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it is designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a very brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. But here's the thing that I love the most. You can switch therapists at any time 
for no additional charge. And I think that that's really important because they really want you to find someone that is the right fit for you. There are a ton of therapists out there that are great for other people, but like you really want that to be a relationship that is incredibly meaningful and incredibly helpful. So I love that they know that and let you switch until you find the right one for you. One of the things I think therapy really helps is getting out of negative thought loops, which is so important just overall for mental health. And also in my practice, it is something that we work on. And I think that that is so important. So get a break from those unhelpful thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash instincts today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash instincts. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.